are listening to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark, and I'm joined here each episode with my co-host, Chrissy Dunham, and we just want to say thanks for tuning in. Have you ever wondered what the Bible has to say about worry and fear? Have you ever wondered how to decorate an odd-shaped room? Have you ever wondered how to make a quiche with a sweet potato crust? Well, you're in the right place because we talk about all the things. If we don't know the answers to some of life's biggest, most wonderful questions, the guests we have on certainly will. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. Today is a very exciting day for us because we are concluding our study of Esther and my name is Chrissy Dunham and I'm excited to be here with my co-host Lisa. Lisa. Has this been a ride? Yeah, it has. I mean, we both studied Esther before, but just doing it again and being reminded of some of these truths. And I mean, when you read the Bible at different times in your life, it speaks to you different ways, right? It's living and breathing. Yes, Yes, it is. It's alive. And so when you read the book, I did Beth Moore's study of Esther, gosh, 15 years ago. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was great. And she was so, she was big. Uh, (laughs) You remember her videos? They were very dramatic. And yes, I think it got a lot of press, but it was great. It was so good. But I haven't really studied Esther. So diving in at this stage of my life. It speaks to me in so many different ways. So I've thoroughly enjoyed it, Chrissy. And we're in June now. Summer is officially here. You know, don't put your Bibles up. No. Don't put your Bibles up because I know that you're on a different schedule now and maybe your routine might be different, but don't put your Bibles up. Keep your Bible out. Don't let it get dusty through the summertime. This is a great time to do a new book study or to follow along on some of our previous podcasts. We've studied so many books of the Bible. Start listening and studying along with us on replays and enjoy God's word this summer because it'll be a fresh word when you're on just a little bit of a slower schedule. You might not be, your schedule might remain the same all through the summer and that's great. But for some of us, we kind of take summer off from the things that we do during the school year or do during the other parts of the year. And I want to encourage you today to not not let your Bible get dusty this summer. Right, because sometimes when your schedule slows down, you're like, wait, what happened today? What did I right. get done today? And you do have extra time. And yeah. So take advantage of that. Yes. Read some great books, but also include the Bible and make that part of your daily routines. And for sure. hopefully it already is and it doesn't matter what season it yeah. is. You're still doing your thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, Lisa. Well, let's wrap this story up. So in a nutshell, what is happening in chapters nine and 10? Okay. So in chapters nine and 10, Esther concludes by describing the events of Adar 13, the day when both Haman's and Mordecai's edicts were enacted. The historical account serves as the foundation and rationale behind the annual Jewish celebration of Purim. So we are talking about Purim today. And so if you recall in previous chapters, Haman was really mad at Mordecai because Mordecai would not bow down to him. And so he sends an edict and he gets the king's write off on it. And throughout all of the Shushan and the province and says, you know, on this day, the 13th day of Adar, we're going to annihilate the Jews. And so we know what Queen Esther does. She saves her people, basically. And a new edict comes out 
from Mordecai that the king signs off on saying, you can defend yourselves and everybody better be really afraid of you. And so that's kind of what happens. And that's where we are now in verse nine. Yeah. So in chapter nine, basically what's happening is the Jews are dominating. Yes. They are killing everybody in sight. They have power like they've never had before. Like in verse five, the Jews struck down all their enemies with the sword, killing and destroying them. And they did what they pleased to those who hated them. So, I mean, you talk about revenge. The Lord is just letting them have revenge. Now, what's interesting is 10 sons of Haman were still alive. Right. So the king, you know, comes back to Esther. Hey, is this everything you wanted? Is there anything else? Any other requests? And she goes, oh, by the way, can we do something about those 10 sons? Can we do something there? And they did. If it pleases the king, I'm in verse 13. Esther answered, give the Jews and Susa permission to carry out this day's edict tomorrow also and let Haman's 10 sons be impaled on poles. So just like their dad, they were all put on those poles and destroyed. And the chapter goes on to say that the remaining Jews just took over. It's interesting because it talks about how they killed all these thousands of people and it gives numbers, but then it says they didn't enjoy the plunder. Yeah, so I wrote that down too. Isn't that interesting? They yeah. they didn't bother the people's belongings. I think there was satisfaction, as sad as it sounds, just to destroy the people that were going to destroy them. And God gave them that authority and gave them the power to do that. And they're like, that's enough. Yeah. I and I think that was their way of saying, this is enough. Yeah. We don't need more than what you've done for us, God. Yeah. What we have is plenty. You've given us our life. What more could we want? I don't want their stuff. Right. I don't want and I think that any they, of their things. They mentioned that twice in the scripture. Yes. They did not lay a hand on the plunder. They did not lay a hand on the plunder. So I think that's a key point to recognize yep. is don't be greedy. Yeah. Don't take more than God would have. Because if we want God to fulfill our needs and we want God to take care of us, then we trust him for it. And that's so right. God said, defend yourselves. He didn't say, and take everything that you want. Right. He said, you know, I'm going to give you the opportunity to defend yourself. They were praying for their lives because remember on the 13th mm. day of Adar was their death day. That's And right. now God said, you can defend yourselves and fight for you. And probably these people are going to be too afraid to go after you anyway. Right. But if they do, you can kill them. But he didn't say, and then take everything. Right. So, so I, that I was, thought that was a really good yeah, point. Too, that's Christine. an interesting point. So. This has all happened on the 13th day. And in verse 18, it points out the Jews in Susa, however, had assembled on the 13th and the 14th. Mm -hmm. And then on the 15th, they rested and made it a day of feasting and joy. So the reason there were two days is because there were so many villages and provinces. Remember, it took a while for the horses to get to where they needed to go to tell the people, hey, you've got the authority, you've got the power you know, go ahead and alienate these people. So it took time. So it took more than just one day. So you talked about this celebration that happened on the 15th day is Purim. 
So the reason that there was a couple of days is it just took a while. That's a lot of country to cover and a lot of people to get the word out. You know, like we've said earlier, there's no social media, there's no newspaper, there's no television station, there's nothing but word of mouth. So it takes a little bit. But I love that on the 15th day, they made it a day of feasting and joy, which is known as Purim. So tell us a little bit about Purim, Lisa. Well, so I've done just a little bit of research. So many Jews the day before Purim will fast and they do this in memory of Esther. Okay, so they fast and pray and they do this in memory of her in her life. But Purim is all about this historical account of God saving the Jews. And so, well, it's named Purim. Why? Because the purr was cast, the lot was cast when Haman decided on what day he's going to kill everybody. (laughs) He cast a lot and that's how they came up with the 13th day of Adar. So Purim is the celebration of not so fast. We lived, we dominated, our God saved us. We are now going to celebrate. So that is Purim. But so now it's a day of visiting your neighbors, taking food to your neighbors, celebrating throughout Israel or or the Jewish people, wherever they are, it is a day of dressing up. They get into costumes. And Chrissy, you and I were in Halloween. Kind of, but a whole different deal. Oh, I just meant costume-wise. Right, right, right. Yeah, costumes like Halloween. Because we were there during Purim, and they come out. So at night, it's a huge, big festival. And they are a lot of people are dressed up in costumes, similar to Halloween, just like what uh, Chrissy said. And they're out just partying in the streets and eating and visiting. Just, yeah, just like we friends. would on a holiday. Yes, you know, it is like a, a holiday. Yeah, yeah. It is a holiday. And they are just rejoicing and joyful, just exactly like what the scripture said, feasting and gladness. Feasting and gladness. That is what they're doing during Purim, which it's like their fun celebration. It really Mm -hmm. is. It's the Jews' fun celebration where they really make a big deal about this story in Esther of how God saved them. So good for them. It's like the party don't stop. It's it really is. All the things. My birthday is around that time. And if you look at your calendar, it's actually on your calendar. Yes, it is. On your Hallmark calendar or your day (laughs) planner, whatever book you do. It's a real holiday and they do celebrate. And I remember one time teaching some little girls about Purim and there was a recipe for Haman's ear. Right. (laughs) It was a cookie. It is. We ate that, Chrissy. We ate Haman's ear in Israel. We bought those. We bought yes. Haman's ear, which is like a yes. little fruit-filled cookie shaped in like a kind of like a triangle. Mm-hmm. And we ate that in Israel. No, it's a thing. <laughs> Haman's ear. We're going to take it and eat it and chomp so on crazy. it. So that's part of the festival. So in chapter nine, verse one, I wrote down as the key verse here. Now in the 12th month, that is the month of Adar on the 13th day, the time came for the king's command and his decree to be executed. On the day that the enemies of the Jews had hoped to overpower them, the opposite occurred in that the Jews themselves overpowered those who hated them. I think that's the key verse. Yep. The tables were turned. The tables were turned and God saved his people. So that's how the story ends pretty much, you guys. I mean, the Jews were able to defend themselves. Thousands were killed. No plunder was taken and they lived. 
mm-hmm. they rejoiced and and the edict was made. So chapter 10, which is basically three verses, says, And King Xerxes imposed tribute on the land and on the islands of the sea. Now all the acts of his power and his might and the account of the greatness of Mordecai to which the king advanced him, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Media and Persia? For Mordecai the Jew was second to King Xerxes and was great among the Jews and well received by the multitude of his brethren, seeking the good of his people and speaking peace to all his countrymen. So still no mention of God there. And it even goes to say, now all the acts of his power, meaning Xerxes, King Xerxes and his might, and then also Mordecai. So this Jewish fella who wrote the book of Esther was, he wrote it from a Jewish perspective and giving credit to Xerxes. And certainly Xerxes was to be giving credit because he listened to his queen and she gave him good, wise counsel and was able to rectify this edict and turn it around. And God was able to, or God saved his people. But that's right. That's right. And Lisa, I mean, this, if you really sit and think about this, I thought about this this morning. So Jesus hasn't been born yet, right? This is his people. This is his bloodline. So this turn of events, these tables that were turned, his plan cannot be changed. Right. No matter what, no matter who thinks they're in charge, no matter who's voted into office, God's plan will always overcome whatever is in the world. Whatever it is, his plan, whatever it is. So when you think about the Jewish people could have been wiped out. Well, now that we're thousands of years later and we know the whole story. Yeah. But they didn't know any of that. They had no. Do you think that they thought, oh, my gosh, the Messiah can't come because we're all going to die. You ever thought about that? Like, Were there any of these conversations in the villages and the provinces before they knew this great news was coming and that they would celebrate still today just this amazing thing that God did? They ever have those conversations with their husbands or wives like, well, I guess the Messiah isn't coming. I guess, I mean, we're going to die. For sure. Uh, Yeah. It's over. But yet today, the Jewish people are celebrating this amazing thing that happened. Jesus is born. He is the king of kings, all because God's plan was worked out. That's right. And a little girl listened to what she was supposed to do. There are so many life lessons here that we can apply. You know, number one, listen to what the Lord is saying. Yeah. I think we're so busy. I'm talking about myself, too, that... We read his word and then we just get to write. And well, here's what I'm asking you to do. Here's what I need for you to do. And here's this list and this list and this person and this person. And oh, this little fella's in the hospital with RSV. And, you know, the lists go on and on. And we have to take time just to be quiet and to listen for his small, still, strong voice. Yeah. And that's why I love being outside. And I know you walk every day and there's something about being outside by yourself, whether it's a walk, whether it's at the gym or whatever it is where you're totally alone. If you will just stop and focus on listening to God, what if Esther hadn't listened? 
What if she hadn't spent time talking to him? We don't know any of that, but she had to have, Lisa. She had to have had a relationship with God and believing in the things that her family had taught her because it was just all passed down. Right. There's nothing written. It's just all passed down, just like you with your grandsons at the birthday parties. And when you spend time with them, it's stories. It's stories. There was nothing to read. So same, if you same re- way Mary was found faithful. Yes. Same way Mary was found faithful. It was passed to her. It was so passed it's to her. So important yeah. that we get it yeah. and that we do something about it it's and true. that we listen because God has something for us to do and his plan can't be changed. So he just may not use you or I. He may go find somebody else because I'm not listening. Right. So, you know, oh, you know, it's a wake a, up call for me this exactly. morning. Exactly. What I was thinking, like, gosh, I got to listen. Yeah. I don't want to be available. And so you were mentioning just how this applied to your life. Here is what the Holman commentary talks about principles of Esther, which I think are so good. God often works in ways that are not obvious, in ways that appear natural or ordinary. That's so important for us to remember that it's not always a boom, you know, it's not always fireworks. It's sometimes just natural, ordinary ways, and God is doing really big things in those. Yes. God always preserves his people. Mm. Very important to remember. God rewards faithfulness. There you go. Evil is always punished, even if you don't see it being punished, or even if it's not punished to your liking. Mm. It's always punished. Remembrance declares people and events worthy of honor. Hey, remember, it's Uh. those Ebenezer's. What are those stones of remembrance in your life? Were you holding on dear to that are reminding you of God's faithfulness? Mm -hmm. And then salvation should be celebrated with joy. Mm -hmm. That's exactly why they were with joy and gladness celebrating because they had been saved. And that's what we should be doing every day. Thank you, Father. This is the joy of my salvation, living a life full of joy because you saved me. It should be our countenance on a daily basis. It should just be a part of who we are and what we're about. When people see us, they should see Jesus and they should hear Jesus. And, you know, what comes out of our mouth is a reflection of what's in our heart. And it's just so important to be in the word and to listen to him and to be the best representative you can be because you have no idea whose life you're going to affect or I still like to say you walk on different sidewalks than I do. And so everybody has different assignments, everybody, each day, each day you have an assignment and God's going to, you know, give you a flat tire. So you have a conversation with somebody or these things that happen in our life that seem like so frustrating and throw us off our day. And now my day's all messed up. There's a reason why God's allowing that to happen. Remember his plans cannot be changed and he's a good God. It's good plans. So he wants nothing to harm us. And I mean, he took care of the Jewish people and he takes care of me. And he takes care of you and all of our listeners. And I am so thankful. Me too. So thankful. Me too. This is just a great story and a a great day to remember. And so I hope that our listeners, when they see Purim on the calendar or, you know, where I live, I don't see it celebrated, but I know in different parts of our Metroplex, it is where the Jewish communities 
together. And I remember on my birthday, we went to a restaurant and it was all decorated, just like we would decorate for Christmas. Yeah. But it was decorated for Purim and there were people in costumes and everyone was joyful and happy. And again, it was just like a holiday. So it's so cool that God is honored in that that way, you know, that there's a day set aside just to say thank you and we're alive because of you and that you loved us so much that you sent your son, but before that you sent Esther. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and, you know, to be noted that God used a woman here. And so I just reiterate, we've been given great influence women have. Great yes. influence. And how are we using it? Right. So there was a woman at the tomb. Yeah. Just a question <laughs> to ask. It. Yeah. How am I yeah. using my influence? Because I've got it. It comes with. Yeah. It's who we are. <laughs> it comes so he with made us. It's yeah. right. It's right. And so we've got to really, I mean, the closer we get to the Lord, don't you think our influence just becomes that much more great? Absolutely. As we just strive to be more like Christ. Our influence That's right. just soars. That Holy Spirit just flowing through you yes. into others. You are his representative. You yes. are a letter of recommendation. You all yes. the things the Bible talks about that you are, that is truly who you are. And as you've talked about before in parenting, the mama sets the tone for the home. Right. Even for dad, when he comes home from a hard day working or traveling and he gets home. Mama is setting the tone and you have the most important role in the household. So just remember you have influence over those little ones. You have influence at your school, in your carpool line, everywhere you go. Everywhere. You're an influencer. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good stuff. Real good stuff. Lisa, any closing words? No, I think we've covered it all. Gosh, I this was good. Thoroughly enjoyed studying this book. And like I said earlier, I hope that you guys have too. And Keep it going. We've done so many book studies, Chrissy. Yeah, First and Second it. Peter. We've really done my favorite a, thing. A Philippian. I mean, we've done so many. So go back through some of those. Just find them on whatever platform you listen to. Go back to our library and just look and just study the Bible with us this summer. We'll be yes. around. And we've got a new series coming out at the end of summer. And so that will be fun to launch at the end of summer as well. So excited. It's good. We appreciate you guys listening. Tell your friends about our podcast and we appreciate you and we hope that you have a very blessed day. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. We are thrilled that you've spent this time with us. Just want to say thank you. We also want to make sure you're aware that we have another podcast called Raising Sinners. It's on the Christian Parenting Network, and we would love for you to join us there, too. If you've got kiddos or know someone who does, check us out at Raising Sinners, the podcast for parents. And lastly, Chrissy and I also want to just thank those of you who have been so generous to support our podcast ministry. If you're interested in doing that, we would love for you to go to ChrissyDunham.org org and click on the party table. You can make any size donation and all of those proceeds go to help us with our podcast ministry. So if you've done that before, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you'd like to check it out, please do. So God bless you. And thanks again for listening to this episode of the Wonder Podcast. Mm-hmm.